This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum, the Scandinavian Tobacco Group, Lane Limited, and thecountrysquireonline.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. Good hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing tonight? You know, I'm doing well. I took the day off. Yeah, you did. Again. It was nice. Yeah, again. Again. I, You know, Timothy was uh, gracious enough to take today uh, at the shop because I have to work next Saturday. And uh, old old tobacconist here has to uh, just get a mental break, you know, and 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 take some time off. So I try to give my day, <laughs> I, I try to give myself two days off a week, and and so uh, you know it just kind of worked out that way. But uh, yeah, it was good to you know sit at home and uh, smoke my pipe and uh, organize some things and watch way too much Criminal Minds. Oh, dude, and it was great. Well, good, good. <laughs> you, you got the old binge watching thing down. Oh yeah, yeah. That's good. Netflix is our friend. So Look, what you been up to, man? Uh, you know, man, uh, I've been getting ready for uh, for a big trip I've got actually coming up tomorrow. Uh, something that I want to share out on the show. Hey, if we've got any listeners in the Pittsburgh area, um, I will actually be in Pittsburgh this entire week. Uh, I think I have like maybe Wednesday night or Thursday night free. Okay, a little bit anyway. And so, uh, if anybody is in that area, if if you know of a good pipe shop in that area, I might just kind of pop in anyway and just yeah. set up a pipe shop or a uh, shop talk or something of that nature. That'd be great. I think yeah. that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, Pittsburgh, beautiful city. I'm really looking forward to being there. I've, I've gone uh, a few times before. Yeah, so you've been before? Yeah, absolutely. I, I used to have some family that lived there, and of course, uh, The Dark Knight Rises was filmed there as well, yeah. famously. Okay. okay. And uh, and so anyway, I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. It should be uh, should be a lot of fun. Anytime I can get out on the road, I I enjoy doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good to get out. We've got a lot of folks that uh, across the country that are always good to connect with too. Absolutely. Speaking across the country, man, we've actually got some uh, some things going on. If you happen to be in the Grand Rapids area coming up on January 25th, uh, they have got an awesome awesome event going on. It is the uh, Furniture City Pipe Society, formerly the Gentlemen of the Briar. Uh, they are doing a Coffee Masters uh, coffee and pipe tobacco pairing. Dude, that's nice. Yeah, so they got actually Coffee Master Jeff Woodson who's going to okay, be there. Great. Uh, going to be really, really awesome. This is going down. The Standard Tobacco Company of Pennsylvania has actually donated some uh, re-released John Cotton tobaccos as oh, well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Those are kind of going around right now because yeah. they're being introduced into the American market. Uh, super tobaccos, really good. Yeah, so it should be a lot, of, a lot of great stuff going on. That's actually going on at Indian River Tobacco Traders in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Of course, if you recall... Uh, we've actually done a shop talk with them from a while back. I guess last time I was in town. Yeah. Um, again, January 25th. That's going on from 7 to 11. Check out their Facebook page and website for more information on that. But that, that I thought that was appropriate. You know, given, of course, uh, tonight's subject in yeah. a, a little while here, we'll be doing a Squire Select uh, and, and doing a, another kind of pipe tobacco pairing. And so, man, I, I think there is something in the community, man. People like uh, pairing up their pipe tobacco with something pa- special. Well, pairings are an easy an easy target, though, right? So, like, we, you know... Hey, Bo, it's Monday night. What's our excuse to drink whiskey tonight? <laughs> <laughs> On air, while we're working, right. while we're hanging out. Like, right. yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I think it's time for a pairing, don't yeah. you think? Well, you know, in all fairness, <laughs> you've been naysaying my idea of doing a pairing with pipe tobacco and films. I, I, that, no, that's true. I, you're what loving. if it was pipe tobacco, films, and whiskey? It depends on how large the bottle is. It's the trifecta right there. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make it happen. I think that'd be great. Uh, no, man. Look. Uh, Sounds so like it, a lot of fun, though. Great things going on, of course, uh, you know, in, in the local area. You know, you were not here in the uh, the shop today, given that you had a day off, but you yeah. will be in yeah. uh, this coming up uh, weekend, which should be a lot of fun. 
Uh, you know, the Magnolia Pipe Club's great uh, pipe club to be associated with some interesting things. I actually was actually talking to a buddy of mine uh, who's considering uh, doing some woodworking classes and such. Is that right? And I kind of put an idea of his ear. I was like, you know, if, if you wanted to do like a pipe carving lesson or something like yeah, that, yeah. I know a group of folks who might be kind of interested in that. Yeah. So I don't know. Absolutely. Really, really cool stuff. But um, you know what? I think, uh, I think we should go ahead and dive into our topic, honestly, because it, this whiskey is staring me in the face. Of course, this is a Squire Select episode where we take um, uh, pipe tobacco and pair it with some unique things. We've done tea. Uh, we've done beer. Uh, but, but more often than not, we, are, we do like to pair things, uh, pipe tobacco, with whiskey. And uh, we've yeah. got some great whiskeys tonight. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about this. And it's cold here in Mississippi uh, on this evening. And so... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's always good to have a little warm whiskey for your belly. Uh, yeah, tonight, got a couple of good pairings, I think. Uh, always good to, to have uh, some bourbons in the house. I want to start with uh, our friends at Four Roses. Uh, yeah. And, and actually, you know, uh, their single barrel and their small batch stuff get a lot of love, and we love that stuff. Uh, but tonight, we wanted to actually check out their regular bourbon, just Four Roses bourbon. Uh, you don't hear a lot about this. As much as you do the small batch stuff, the small batch stuff is so good, mm, and it's mm-hmm. relatively inexpensive. So a lot of people, you know, if they're looking at the four roses on the counter, uh, will pull for that. But uh, you know, if you're looking for something really inexpensive, Bo, but like just a fantastic kind of house whiskey, yeah, uh, man, this is so good, good quality like for I, the money. I, absolutely, I love this stuff. It's really tasty. Uh, it's got you know when you. Uh, drink it, uh, it, open the bottle, that first nose that hits you is, is decidedly sweet, uh, and it's kind of crisp, but then it mellows out as you drink it, and uh, you're definitely left with the, with the sweet and kind of savory finish. So uh, let's try it, and then i got a pairing for it. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm, I've, uh, I've been instructed to go easy on the pours tonight. Yeah, and I'm cutting mine with a little bit of uh, ice. I normally do the uh, straight whiskey, but, uh, you know, tonight I'm trying to take a little bit easier. Cheers. You put the cap on. What'd you get? Water. <laughs> Stupid ice. Are you even trying? <laughs> no, I, I like I like I like this four roses because um it's not an overpowering whiskey. This is an eighty proof whiskey. And so you you know, you're not talking about something that's just so overwhelming, even uh not just with the alcohol content, but also the flavor in your face. Um it's just really mellow. It's got a sweetness when you uh smell it in the glass and then uh you know, as you drink it. Uh, you know, just a sweet smoothness, and it, it's just very sippable. You know, I, I think that that term is kind of uh, uh, I don't know overplayed sometimes, like or, or maybe confused with other things. But to me, sippable means like you know I can kind of <laughs> sip on this all night long, and each each sip is not a chore. You no, know? I, I, I when I take a sip of this, you know, of this whiskey, I'm not I'm not going uh, for it. it it's not something that's just going to kick my tail with each time. Although at the end, I'm glad I did it. This is something that you're going to want to constantly keep going back to. And if you're a whiskey drinker, I think you probably know what I mean. There's kind of that some some of those whiskeys that have just a real uh, crisp bite to them. I mean, they first, kind of punch you in the face. Yeah, and and sometimes you want that. Absolutely, right? I mean that's do. what you're going for. But um, the regular <laughs> Four Roses, I think, uh, is is definitely definitely not that. Um, no. So what I've got tonight for us is a uh, this is kind of interesting. I, I paired it with Dunhill Standard Mixture Mellow. Uh, now, this is a tobacco uh, that's a lot of fun, and the reason I, I like this tobacco is that it's got a lot going on, uh, but it's, again, really mellow and really smooth, um, which I think pairs nicely with the uh, with the Four Roses. So I'm going to read on um, the PipeReviews.com. It's just, uh, it says, Traditional English Latakia Orientals, uh, East Carolina, uh, Lightly Toasted. 
And so you've got a tobacco here that, you know, frankly, when I smell this tobacco, I don't smell much Latakia at all. Uh, you know, and, and honestly, even on the uh, tin, the tin says a mellow blend of Virginia and Turkish tobacco, huh. soft, delicate flavor. So I, I don't honestly pick up like any, any notes of Latakia at all, but let me give that a smell, Bo. It's really nice. Oh, man. Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. It's got a, it's just got a really mellow tin note to it. Uh, and I've actually been smoking it here tonight in my, um, in my, uh, Missouri Meerschaum Cobbett pipe, and uh, you know it's just it's just a very smooth mixture. The Orientals definitely stand out, so there is that you know sense of something uh, that has a little bite to it. But it's 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 very mellow compared to other blends. I think like this is that you know I notice I guess it is the Oriental tobaccos that really just always have or seem to always have just such a great room note. Like yeah, tin note rather. Yeah, it, the tin note I think is particularly yeah, good. The, yeah. the room note, you know, I, when you burn this stuff, it's not gonna. You know, you, your, your your significant other may flee the room, but <laughs> de- <laughs> right, de- right. depending on who uh, who he or she is. But uh, but yeah, this is a it, it's it's super tasty and and just really mellow and and I think very sippable. So uh, I thought that was a good pairing. But, Absolutely, uh, Dunhill standard mellow mixture, um, standard mixture mellow, uh, and Dunhill of course we love their tobaccos and have carried them forever. Uh, they're just such a such a consistent company. I hear they make pretty decent pipes too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So next, let me. And for those playing at home, I've now dumped my ice because I was so disappointed when <laughs> I swig of it. It was all like melted ice that had just been standing there. I so may be I... the one driving you home tonight. No, 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 no. <laughs> Still go easy on the poor. I just... This is uh, this has been a house favorite here for a while. Yeah. So uh, if you've been to the Squire before, you'll know that we are right next door to a liquor store, or as the uh, Southern Gentry will tell you, the package store. Because <laughs> right, we don't want right. to say liquor. That's too low class. It's the spirits, pa- right? It's the, it's the package store. What, what happened to spirits? <laughs> I feel like spirits. It's wine uh, and spirits, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but we've got a lot of folks that will go, you know, on a Friday afternoon or something. They'll tip over next door to our friends at Wine and Spirits, and they'll grab a nice bottle of something, and then they'll bring it back and enjoy it with their pipe that mm-hmm. afternoon. And um, a regular match for that is this Maker's 46. Um, this, is, this is good stuff. And this yeah. is coming from someone that does not drink Maker's Mark. I, I, Do you I don't I don't drink Maker's Mark. It's too sweet. Um, it, it leaves me with a funny aftertaste. I'm just not a fan. And then I you're tried, more of an old charters kind of guy. I, no, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the old char- wild turkey's my jam. Oh, okay? that's right. But, <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You're right. But but generally, Maker's Maker's Mark is too sweet for me. And then I tried really? this. And then then I tried this this whiskey huh, here. Okay. Yeah, r- really interesting. So I want to give us a uh, little splash of this. You know, I, I, almost every single time that we've done a Squire Select, I mentioned that um, you know I'm, I'm a fan of bourbon cocktails. I'm a fan of just bourbon in general, but yeah. I am a fan of bourbon cocktails. And uh, and makers is actually if I if I know I'm going to be making some cocktails I typically go to it because of the sweetness. Is that of it. kind of your go to? Yeah. It's well, not if you're making a mixed like straight, but yeah. exactly if, if you're, you're making, making a mixed drink, drink yeah. it's perfect. I, I tend to tend to mix uh, or drink bourbon by itself. Although I have been enjoying uh, a bourbon and, and Coke more recently. Is that right? Uh, which has been nice. So and you know and really when it, if you're doing that any cheap bourbon will work. Yeah, if you're going to if you're going to ruin bourbon by putting a soft a drink. Soft drink when, when I say a cocktail, <laughs> I mean more of like a classic cocktail, not Right. A, no, 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 not yeah. a right. <laughs> All right, cheers. Cheers. And that's oh, smooth. Oh man, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to tell you a little bit about Makers 46. They were intent on doing a small batch whiskey or or just something different, you know. And and, and if you read on Makers website, uh, they've kind of got this uh, you know, verbiage about the, you know, the blender of the stuff. He, um, you know, was skeptical of kind of coming out with some new line just for the heck of it to increase sales and all this stuff. But finally, uh, some folks kind of pushed him in that direction. Huh, yeah. 
and they were like, okay, we're going to make something, you know, special, something uh, kind of smaller batch and, and more unique. And so uh, they went through uh, 45 iterations of a new blend. They, <laughs> they started with the, uh, with the original makers. Right, so right. they were intent on using that as a, as a base. And you can definitely, when you try Makers 46, you can, you can tell. You can taste the evolution. It, it's a, it's a uh, you know, this is a, this is a base of Makers Mark. But then what they've done... Um, is is gone further, and so forty sixth barrel uh, that iteration was was the ticket, and uh, it says that ten seared French oak staves were inserted into the barrel to lend natural flavors of caramel, vanilla, and spice. Uh, Finish maker's mark uh, was then added to the modified barrel and returned to the coolest part of the warehouse. Uh, about ten weeks later, voila! So uh, yeah, and and it, and it says it's bigger and bolder. Uh, but that you know the smoother uh, smoothness and drinkability that Makers always has, and I, I think I think I identify with that. There's something about this uh, whiskey. I'm all, I keep wanting to say tobacco because I love both. Oh, those I things. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there, there's something about this whiskey uh, that does have the drinkability again of of the Four Roses that we discussed before. Uh, but it doesn't have the sweetness that I I tend to appreciate the bolder flavor. It's like an entry level quality bourbon. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of great. Uh, I, I mean, I could see that. Yeah, there, there's there's a great approachability but, to Maker's Mark in general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then also, you know, and as you mentioned, there is still some sweetness that's attached to this. But I mean, this is definitely something. It's a lot that you're more muted, wanna, though. Yeah, and, and you I, can drink it straight. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know if I would call something that costs forty five dollars an entry level, but I think well, for, entry level for quality yeah, for for someone that wants to yeah, like yeah, yeah. try something good and you know hasn't been down that road before, maybe would be averse to the bite of a cheaper whiskey. Right. Uh, I, I think this would be good. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So that so fair 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 comparison there. Also, you can't talk about uh, Maker's Mark without talking a little bit about the branding and, and just kind of the presentation. Of course, if if you're if it's God. Not, if the the image isn't coming to your mind, of course, Makers has the the wax, the red wax. Who, they, yeah, who doesn't have that immediate you know image of the wax seal that you know is poured over the top of the bottle? Absolutely, uh, with each one. Yeah. And every single one for that reason is is different, which is just a wonderful mark. I mean, just a, a brilliant marketing decision on their part. The great thing about forty six is that you actually have kind of the wax stamp. Yeah. that's on the front of the uh, the actual bottle itself. Ooh, which maybe the squire should start doing. Dude, that. I was actually about to say, you know, you think about. Like, like a, like a wax seal on our tobaccos yeah. or something. Or maybe certain blends get that honor. I don't Olden know. times, how they used to do that. And just like put it right there. You know when the when the Pope or the King died, the legend, it might still be this way with the Pope, but they, they actually take his ring and destroy it or I think in some cases even throw it into the, the river or the ocean uh, because the ring doubled as the seal. Maybe. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that for, would make for sense. The, for the sure. monarch. Yeah, sure. I thought that was always interesting. Uh, we digress. We've got a tobacco mm. to go with this. And, of course, uh, as is tradition, it's one of our uh, Country Squire house blends here. I'm taking kind of a gamble on this one, um, but I thought this would be a lot of fun. This is Parsons Blend. Now, we have talked about Parsons Blend on this show uh, just uh, very, very much. But this is a this is an aromatic tobacco. Uh, it's a burly base, and it's got um, you know some fruit in it. You're going to pick up a little cherry, but Parsons Blend is something that is sweet, but not terribly sweet. It's not terribly sweet, so you're going to get those notes of fruit. Uh, you know, occasionally you'll even get random stuff like citrus and banana. It's kind of different, uh, but but you're going to have the cherry, but it's burly based, and so there's that there's that bold thickness to it that just kind of makes it smooth and very sippable 
You've done it again, man. Oh, you just, I'm so no, proud of you. No, look, here's the deal. <laughs> I, I, you started to, as soon as I looked and saw what you were talking about. You were skeptical. I was extremely skeptical. And no, it's kind of, it's been, look, it has been a long time since I've smoked Parsons. Yeah. It has been yeah. a long time. I, lately, I've been going to kind of some more heavy Englishes and, and so. Yeah, non-aromatics. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's interesting, actually, if you're not, if you're not smoking aromatics, you don't even have kind of a mindset of what even, like, the aromatic experience is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I had the, um. Uh, the Sleepy Hollow recently when I was up in Vegas. But beyond that, I've just been in a very, you know, non-aromatic mode. Yeah. And so, you know, Parsons, it was hard for me to even regurgitate what the experience is. <laughs> then popping open the jar, giving a whiff of it, and like, oh, my gosh, this is a brilliant pair- well, pairing. What's interesting about this blend is that, you know, whatever sweetness you took away from the makers by making the 46-year-old, yeah, you, you, you get to kind of almost counteract that with the Parsons blend, but it's still not overly sweet. And it's it's just got a nice drinkability, sipability to it. You know, it's an aromatic that uh, with each puff, you not you don't feel like you're drinking a Slurpee. <laughs> you know, it, it'd be great if you uh, I don't I don't know what the the laws say here in Mississippi, but if you could serve beverages along with pipe tobacco, you could call this combination the Drunken Parson. Oh, you really could. <laughs> you really could. Or pre- preacher's secret, maybe. Right? I like it. I like it. Oh, yeah. My gosh. It is funny. We you know as as if you're a longtime listener of the show, you'll know uh, Parsons Blend was actually developed for for my priest actually at our That's Anglican right. church that I go to and uh, he wanted something that his wife would not find offensive as far as the room note goes and so we developed Parsons blend and since then like all these pastors have gotten word about this this doggone blend so <laughs> my, it, just the other day as a matter of fact I, I always laugh with people and tell them like I I have sent Parsons blend to actual churches uh, on behalf care of the pastor and uh, I actually did that again just the other day. I, my favorite is when I get to send them to Baptist churches. That makes me very happy. Uh, it may be Anglican in origin, but it's definitely worth reaching across the aisle to my Presbyterian brothers. That, out that's here. exactly we to, right. We need to check this. Yeah, out. and actually, we've got uh, <laughs> good. good friends that recently took it to the. Uh, it's, to, it's way better than Presbyterian. I'll say that right here and now. <laughs> that Presbyterian <laughs> that mixture, Presbyterian, right? Yeah, yeah we, this is predestined over that. I promise. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it, it's it's funny. We actually had a large uh, crew of. Uh, the Presbyterian pastors that on their way to their general assembly for right. their convention, yep. Yep. Uh, one of the one of the pastors got together. They pulled about six guys. Uh, they ordered two pounds of Parsons blend, and they called me and they said, "Look, we we just ordered this on the internet. Divvy it up into six bags because once we get to the general assembly, we're all going to be splitting up in our bags and, awesome. uh, and and smoking along." So uh, <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was great. But but you, you'd like to go into this thinking that. Uh, you know, maybe some of those pastors, some of those clergy members, some of those priests, uh, you know, in their in their uh, back study, uh, maybe when none of the congregation are looking at them too much, uh, maybe they'll enjoy a little makers with their uh, with their parsons. There you go. That's <laughs> awesome. Oh man, what a great pairing! Yeah, such a, such a wonderful uh, wonderful job, man. Thank I, you very much. Every single t- well, not every single time. Like most of the time, you know, I've you- had some misses. I mean. I don't know what they are, but I don't, I don't, certainly they've been misses. There was one, I can only think of one time, and I don't even remember what it was, but yeah. we did actually have a listener write down uh, challenging, saying, like, you know, I, I love that you That was guys. a terrible idea. You know, John David, he's, <laughs> he's inspired when he talks about tobacco, but he was way wrong on this one. Yeah, he got it wrong. He was passionate about it, but he was the only one. So, I mean, you know, statistically speaking, <laughs> I would say you're, you're, you're doing pretty well. And occasionally you just, mm, especially recently, you pull out something that I just do not see working out. And, of course, it's it's an amazing pairing. All right, so. I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was a lot of fun, though. I'm glad we got to got to look at this. It's always uh, always fun to find new new pairings. If I could tangent us back on a tangent real quick. The, yeah. The, with the seal, Are we going to rabbit hole the well, rabbit hole? The wax seal thing. Yeah. Wasn't, I'm trying to remember. Wasn't there, like, a movie or something where, like, the seal was like a skull? 
like a red skull. A red skull? The, Hold on, what? The studio audience knows the answer to this question. Oh, did, did you say fan of the opera? Oh, That's yeah. exactly what no, no, it no, was. No, no, no. Was it a red skull or no, no, a no. rose? It was no, no. It was a red skull. And I remember, well, if you're talking about the movie, the most recent version of the movie, yeah. Yeah. I remember it very specifically because he pours the wax on the note, okay, and then he uses, and it's a massive skull image. Okay, I even think I even remember thinking like, how did he get that much wax right like out of it? And I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a uh, not a physicist here, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just yeah, didn't t- seem like you're, you're you're rusty on your fluid dynamics, right? Right, right. But it did, it did seem almost a little bit of a stretch on how it worked. But um, that's yeah, great. great. Thank you so much to our live studio audience. I, it's really nice actually having a live studio audience to be able to to it's correct like this that. Uh, you know, uh, on the old show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And I can call that an old show now. But you kind of have that lifeline where you get to ask the audience. Yeah, yeah and in yeah. some in some cases, like you know, call it phone a friend or whatever. well, and we've got the we Twitter, have Twitter now. which is great, but it's always a little bit delayed. And, and so. And not only is it delayed, it's sometimes, uh, you know, kind of kind of critical. Like like with Pappy Joe saying, don't you need to at least pour uh, enough? Let's see. You no, know, he says, don't you need to pour at least enough to taste? I would remind Pappy um, Joe that he said on Twitter earlier this week that he was not going to. His goal for 2016 is to not to make fun of me. Yeah. No. That's what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> and he made it like nine days. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's off to him, man. And I know exactly the right way to celebrate nine days sober. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> or how to celebrate anything, honestly. And that's with an excellent quality pipe from our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. That's exactly right. Now, these last couple of episodes, we've been telling you a little bit about their Cobbett series of pipes. We actually want to talk to you a little bit today about one of their classic styles, the Country Gentleman. Man, it's been around forever, and it's a it's a house favorite here at the Squire. And not only that, but if you think back, if, and I, I could be wrong on this but i don't think that i am i mean back back when i got that You're custom fishing pipe yeah uh which i i lovingly named Mod- the salmon slayer modified country gentleman oh it's a beautiful modified country gentleman yeah. and yeah. it's a, a gorgeous pipe of course the country gentleman one of the most popular designs in missouri Mearsham series with a larger uh, uh filtered pipe it's actually got the large bowl shape uh, with kind of a dark skin, and actually it does have the uh, hardwood insert at the bottom. And one of the great things, man, is we've been talking about these wonderful pipes from Missouri Meerschaum. If you haven't checked out their website, you absolutely should. But the great thing is every single episode as we're talking about these pipes, we want to encourage you to actually take a picture of yourself with that pipe and tweet it into us so that we can retweet it out. Yeah. And, you know, if you're looking for more details about the actual pipes from Missouri Meerschaum that we discuss on this episode, in the show notes for this episode, you can see it. Uh, so, you know, just check, head on over to Country Squire Radio and, and select that episode. Or in most podcast players that know what they're doing, such as the Satchel Podcast Player, That's right. you can actually see the image of the pipe that we're discussing. So, really great stuff. Missouri Meerschaum, a fantastic company with fantastic products. We've said it before, but if you don't have a Missouri Meerschaum, you absolutely should. And whatever your Missouri Meerschaum pipe is, tweet it into us. We'd love to see it. But this week, we're specifically looking for those of you sporting the country, gentlemen. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pipe question of the week. All right, man. Pipe question of the week brought to us by Orlick Golden Slice. Ow! All right, man. Talk Orlick. about a house favorite of the Squire. Dude, I, here's, here's something you may not know. And actually, <laughs> I know it's something that you do know now because I mentioned it to you before the show, but you did not know this before the show. I'm talking, of course, about the fact <laughs> that uh, the Orlick, uh, the, the actual, the factory, the, uh, the Orlick Company factory, uh, is actually currently the factory that is the Scandinavian Tobacco's group, Aston's uh, factory today. Okay, so the so the Scandinavian Tobacco Group factory was, I mean, that's the original Orlick factory. Yeah, man, over 200 years old, really, really awesome. Uh, Orlick is a, as a company, they make great quality tobaccos today through the Scandinavian Tobacco Group. Orlick, we've mentioned, of course, last episode, fantastic smoke, has a little bit of a uh, citrusy crisp to it. Absolutely. Which is really awesome. So check it out if you have not already. All right, this comes in to us. This question comes in to us by Russell Ramirez. Russell, really great guy, actually from the uh, Austin Pipe Club, if not mistaken. a lot of good friends down there. He says, uh, it doesn't matter how long I've smoked, how long I focus on taking things slow, I always seem to have about a third of the bowl that will not burn. Mm -hmm. Um, It becomes distasteful. And uh, I still get the nice gray ash on top, but it seems like people like to brag about how smoking their bottle all the way to the bottom is this really great thing. Is there a way to improve his technique, or is this just something that happens? And again, this is coming to us from Russell out in Austin. It's a great question. And, you know, as a tobacconist, I get this a lot. Uh, People, very experienced smokers, come in the shop, and and they, they don't... Uh, you know they're not able to keep their pipe lit through that bottom quarter, bottom third of the bowl, and and you see it every time. Uh, and and sometimes this happens to me as well, depending on the tobacco, uh, particularly with anything that's got kind of a kind of a funky cut, or if it's uh, more of a moist tobacco. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, you'll 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 uh, get a really fine white ash on the top, and uh, and get you know uh, two thirds of the way maybe through the bowl. And then you'll, you might even take the time while you're smoking to scrape the ash kind of off the top and dump it just so you know you're getting good airflow, not trying to suffocate your, uh, your, your cinders there that are still burning. Uh, but, but then your pipe will go out, and, and, and you'll kind of have this sludgy part at the bottom. Uh, and, and, and as you remove that top layer of ash that is fine white powder and dump it, you'll notice one little vein of, of white 
ash that's going right through the middle, and the rest is not touched at all. Almost like a funnel. Happens all the time. Yeah, yeah it's like a little funnel. You, you nailed it. So, uh, you know, is there a way to overcome that? Um, practice? <laughs> the, well, the, the thing is, a lot of folks do that. A, a lot of folks do that. And there's a, there's a, a bunch of folks that you know, have just kind of resigned themselves to, you know, not smoking that bottom third of the bowl. Right. Some people, you know, as well, consider that bottom quarter, bottom third of the bowl, even to act as kind of a filter. And so, you know, the the idea is you smoke your pipe until it doesn't taste good, and then you dump it. Um, Now, you know, for me, the not tasting good, for some reason, often correlates with a relight. Um, Really? And so whenever I relight my pipe... Um, I want to be sure to scrape as much of that ash. Uh, that ash and yeah. just any any charred tobacco off first uh, before I relight my pipe. And and if you do that, uh, then I think you'll have some success smoking it to the bottom. But you know, if your pipe goes out around that like you know one quarter left to one third left, like don't get discouraged. Scrape as much of that you know off the top as you can. If it still tastes good to you, relight it and uh, and keep going. Happens all the time, and, and I think a lot of it does depend on uh, the moisture content of your your tobacco, mm-hmm. even the shape of your pipe. Uh, you know, I have that happen a lot more on bent pipes than I do straight pipes. Uh, of course, my personal problem is that I the moisture for me collects a lot more on a bent pipe than it does a straight pipe. So uh, you might try different shapes, uh, different tobacco cuts. If it's more of a chunky cube cut or a flake that uh, you have to rub out really fine, it might be uh, might be harder to keep lit through the whole bowl. Uh, something that's real dry, uh, like for instance, this uh, this Dunhill Standard mixture uh, that I was smoking tonight uh, out of my out of my Missouri Meerschaum pipe. You know, this is a tobacco that you know it, it's just going to smoke to the bottom in a fine white powder almost every time. You hmm. know, and so there's just you know you, you've got to find the right match. But don't get discouraged. You're not alone. Uh, it, it, if you can't solve it, uh, worst case scenario, kind of you know treat that bottom third or bottom quarter almost like a filter. Uh, just to you know, to to get down to that part that doesn't taste good anymore, and then dump it and start again. And I, you know, you you mentioned it, and 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 I think you know one thing to take away is just the fact that there are so many different variables that go into it. I mean, you know, I, I for me, there's a lot of tobaccos that I have up in the cellar that are just going to be at this point drier than other tobaccos, and are going to be a different smoke, all things considered. Yeah. And so if, if yeah. some of it burns too fast and does that little funnel all the way to the base. You know, it's just part of the way that I treated the tobacco beforehand. I would also suggest don't let smoking to the bottom of the bowl be the goal. Let enjoying yes. the smoke be the goal. Yes, absolutely. Um, and so if, if, if at the end of the smoke, because this is something, and I, I say this as somebody somebody who this really bothered me early on as a pipe smoker, is, is I would be in that exact same situation where the last bit, mm-hmm. I would never smoke it all the way through. Uh, for me, at, at the beginning, it was more like half the bowl. You know right. what I mean? Right, that's right. And so I, I always felt so bad about that. And so it killed my enjoyment because I was focused so heavily on being able on to... finishing s- the bowl. Exactly. Right. And so once that aha moment clicked of like, oh, it's not about trying to get to the bottom of the bowl. It's about enjoying the experience. Then it's a completely different... Un- it's a weird thing, but... That pressure made me get to the point where I was able to smoke to the bottom of the bowl. Yeah. Because that was no longer the goal. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely it does. It's you know, kind of crazy. You, you got to think like we, we sometimes complain about prices of pipe tobacco, okay? But, mm-hmm. but you know, a two-ounce bag of pipe tobacco at the Squire is going to cost you, you know, somewhere around $10. A, a, a tin of tobacco that you order on the Internet or buy at your local tobacconist, you know, it costs anywhere from, you know, 8 to, you know, $20, whatever. Each one of these, you know, com- components that you've got is going to have multiple smokes in it, right? That you might go out to a bar and spend, 
you know, $15 on one gin and tonic. Or, you know, if you smoked a cigar, uh, you know, it, it'd be, you know, one good cigar it might cost you $8 or something. And that's one smoke, you know, as opposed yeah. to the several, several that you're going to get out of a two-ounce bag of pipe tobacco. So in reality, you know, all that to say, tobacco's cheap. So once you get to the point in your bowl of just not enjoying it as much anymore, yep. man, just, just quit smoking. Yeah, yeah that's great. Like, it's it's okay. <laughs> like, it is a-okay. Another thing, too, don't feel obligated to fill your pipe up to the very top of the bowl. Yes, preach. Yes, yes. You, you, you can always, you know, I, I'm so consistent about on my really big, bold pipes just yep. filling it halfway. Uh, and, and you'll be you'll be surprised at how often you will get to the bottom of the bowl if you uh, if you don't fill it to the top. Uh, what, what your it's mama like told cheap, you about you know, don't bite off what you can't chew don't pinch off what you can't smoke <laughs> exactly there or whatever <laughs> there's a bumper sticker right there uh <laughs> the love doctor is kind enough to say uh he thought all pipe smokers put their dottle in a persian slipper to enjoy later if it's good enough for, for sherlock holmes it's good enough for me well there you go he might be onto something there. Hey, I, I have to go purchase some <laughs> persian slippers first great question russell we really appreciate that one uh if you got a pipe question for us send it in csr at potestery.com Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire questions. Quick fire with the squire. You ready, man? Man, quick fire with the squire. Yeah, bring it. Morton Sendevi, of course, we've been working through his list. Man, we're getting kind of close to the the end here. Okay. After, I mean, in two months. Yeah. (laughs) But still. Yeah. (laughs) It's a a big list. (laughs) These have been great, though. I really enjoyed it, man. I hope it's inspiring other folks, too, to to uh to drop some in because we always have a lot of fun you get to know more about us too stalin or Lenin? what a choice like uh i don't want to pick all right i'm gonna pick and i'll tell you why i'm picking which will make things a little bit easier so if you think about uh what was that family guy episode where they had like the communist uh uh it was like a communist sitcom yeah. and it's like quit stalin oh like, it was wow. like because of that lame pun i'm choosing charles okay. <laughs> okay 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 i mean I, I i'm assuming i mean joseph stalin was a pipe smoker obviously we we don't know i, I think he smoked you know some of his subjects tears in his pipe i oh think that was his, his they can't all be winners but but yeah i i, I don't know i, I i'm a pass <laughs> Stalin had a better mustache. You didn't say that was an option. <laughs> Stalin had a better mustache. I'll, I'll go with him. How about that? I'm just going for the lame joke. Uh, <laughs> tea or coffee? Uh, coffee. Yeah, coffee almost every single time. Can I make a confession? Yeah. All right. I don't we're, want y'all to judge we're amongst, me. We're amongst friends. Okay. Well, and I'm, I'm hoping that there's going to be some friendlies in this. Yeah. I've been binge watching Downton Abbey lately. Mm-hmm. It's so sophisticated. I look. I love Downton Abbey. Yeah. Hello. I, no, that's okay. My name is Bo, and I love Downton. And Abbey. I watched that. Hey, Bo. <laughs> Welcome, Bo. I think I've mentioned it before on this program. I think I actually even said I got into it specifically when my first daughter was born. I couldn't sleep. I put on. I'd been a naysayer about Downton Abbey. Okay. Forever. Okay. Uh, because you know British, I was uh, I was very you know naysaying the whole British uh, drama and everything else. Right. I put it on thinking it would put me to sleep, and it kept me up all night long. Wow. My my wife was going into labor, and I was sitting there watching Downton Abbey. That is not a lie. That is a confession. <laughs> that is a confession right here and now. Uh, all the Downton Abbey stuff to say though, are you giving tea a, a second? Thought? Lately, I've been diving into the tea because Carson's sitting there with Mrs. Hughes, and they're having a conversation about what's going on with Lady Mary, and I kind of want to have some tea with them. Do you put milk in your tea? Uh, yeah, right, so I didn't. That's but a thing, then, right? See, then they thing? started doing it on Downton, and then right. I was like, well, maybe I should. Do and, the and, tea. and I know some I people put milk. like a, maybe a twist of lemon in their tea too. I know that's a thing. And so I, know, I will you, say this: you I've, put honey in your tea. Before. 
so when when right? sick, and Nothing. I've said this in the past, but right. when, when sick or when uh, you know, obviously with the line of work that I've found myself into, my voice is very important, and so I'll, I'll do the tea with lemon and honey. Uh, which is a good combination. So in, in those situations or when watching Downton Abbey, I choose tea. But uh, nine times out of ten, I'm going coffee. Yeah, tea, tea is awesome. <laughs> I love to drink tea. But, uh, the I don't know, the daily drinkability for me, it just uh, I'm a coffee guy. Bobby or JFK? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. They were both, you know, obviously extremely important in the mid-20th century American politics and particularly that 1960s era. I gotta go with JFK. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. I think more more defining, right? Sorry, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, I'm, but, I'm but, with you. But on Bobby that. Kennedy, like uh, also incredible visionary. Uh, you know, probably. Uh, you know, uh, there were a lot of folks that would have been really interested to see what kind of president he would have made. Unknown paintings or famous posters? Ooh, unknown painting. I really, yeah, unknown painting. I I I think if you're gonna go with a famous poster. A poster, regardless of how famous it is, can only get you so far, okay? Because it's a replication? Uh, I've never been to the Guggenheim, but I imagine if you go in the Guggenheim, you're not going to find posters from movies in the 1990s. Like, like you're probably not, right? There should be a museum of posters from the 1990s, in all fairness. <laughs> That's not a ones, terrible right? idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, I, and, and there again, you, you wouldn't uh, necessarily find any... Uh, you know, hotel art or something that uh, was a painting, but from an unknown artist in, in the mm. Guggenheim either. Depends but on the hotel. but you know, I I don't know. I, I think that for me, I would in in you know, if I had a really fancy house in my living room, I would have more trouble hanging up a paint uh, a a poster, uh, even if it was a movie from a movie I loved, than a uh, than an unknown piece of painting. What are your thoughts? Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pull out the trump card. I mean, it. I'm just saying, like, you know, if, if you offer me um, some famous painting versus, like, a poster from, like, the original Star Wars, yeah. I'm going with poster. No, I mean, <laughs> the that's, original that's, Star that's Wars. Fair. So yeah. I, I'm going to have to pick poster on that. Okay. But uh, great question there. And last but not least, tapas or sushi? Mm. That's a good one. Um, I got to go with sushi. I gotta, it depends on where I am, but I'm probably going to go sushi yeah, as well. Yeah, I think in, on, on average, I'll go with sushi. Didn't we have... We, we had an episode where we had just talked about fish, and I mentioned, like, I only have fish on the coast. Yeah. And then, like, the almost like the next day, you and I were out in Alabama somewhere, and we ended up getting sushi. We had sushi, yeah. yeah in, like, <laughs> West Georgia or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're, like, calling me a hypocrite, and I'm like, hey, it's sushi. It's sushi, though. No, you're right. And we yeah. actually got a lot of hate from our listeners in the Midwest on no, that, too. No, we didn't. Did we it really? wasn't hate, yeah. but it was, it was, it was definitely... Uh, maybe a prodding thing like constructive criticism yeah, I'm sure they serve great sushi in Iowa excellent sushi yeah right <laughs> the gauntlet has been thrown it has Iowa. been thrown <laughs> alright well those are great questions from Mortensen Devi hey if you've got some quick fire questions send them in CSR at potestery.com your thoughts your comments listener feedback Alright, listener feedback this week. We've got an iTunes review in from IP Barrett. Says JP JP Barrett. I can't read tonight. It's okay. Losing my vision here, my uh, middle age. JP Barrett, who writes, friends worth hanging out with. We all hope to find people like this to hang out with. Folks cool enough to have a drink with, but good enough not to embarrass you in front of your mom and dad. <laughs> wow. What That's a great, high praise. That's extremely high praise. That's somebody from the South. You know, yeah, down here in the South, you got to, you know, if you can impress mama and them, 
You're good. Yeah, you, you're all right. You're all right. You're all right. <laughs> <laughs> Next one's actually a YouTube comment. Yeah, it's a YouTube comment from Red Dirt Blue Skies, and he says, Love the show uh, and the Lord of the Rings-themed tobacco names. Green Dragon sounds like a tobacco that could make its home in Rohan. Uh, why not name it Rittermark? That, that's Ooh, a great point. I'd say that is a good one. And I like that, and uh. that may have to go up on the board of uh, possible alternates. Did you mention the Prancing Pony? Because that was, that was actually... That, would be, that, that was good, too. That yeah. was the bar that was outside of the Shire that was like the Human City, right across from the Brandywine Bridge. It was Bridge. closer to Rivendell, wasn't it? No, it wasn't closer to Riverdale. No. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not as brushed up on my Middle Earth geography. It's been but, a minute. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but yeah. Uh, anyway, great question, or great uh, great comment. I like Rittermark. That's that's good. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. That's very good. All right, well, uh, what about from Twitter, man? Of course, we've been doing this uh, show live here through the uh, countrysquareradio.com, and as we love you guys to send us feedback during the show, we've got some great Twitter remarks throughout the evening. Uh, yeah, we do. Uh, actually, uh, Bradley, again, says, uh, just grabbed his uh, Washington from the Missouri Meerschaum to venture into English and Balkan blend, so uh, obviously one of the uh, Washington pipes there from Missouri Meerschaum. Uh, he also, we also hear from our friend Beardcore uh, Rush. He says, uh, "Come visit me on Planet Hoth. Uh, tons <laughs> of snow and below freezing. We're sitting here complaining about Mississippi being in the low 30s Man, tonight. He's up in Grand and, Rapids. Uh, yeah, in Grand Rapids. I mean, I you know, I imagine it's the if if you see Sasquatch, tell him tell him I said hello. Absolutely, I'm, I'm sure he's well at home in all the snow. <laughs> hey, we got some great uh, tweets in too from uh, Portland Paul and also John Griffin. The great thing is. Uh, they're sending in pictures. This is this has become a thing where people are taking pictures of us on their screen, yeah. and posting them out uh, during the show, which <laughs> I love, man. That's so great. We should probably do a hashtag along with that, like CSR Live or something of that nature. Maybe so. Yeah, that, I mean that, that that's good as long as their computer monitors, you know, can can survive the damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If right. you can handle the manliness of this magnitude. You know. <laughs> Or the ugliness, if we're being perfectly honest. Absolutely. (laughs) Great. Well, hey, we love getting this kind of feedback. Hey, we really want to encourage you, too. If you are listening right now Mm -hmm. and uh, and you have not done so already, and I I mean this, head over to iTunes, write us a review. Every single episode, almost since the beginning of this podcast, I mean, since the the early days of this podcast, for sure, we've been able to read an iTunes review, and we're getting close to needing a couple more iTunes reviews. That's so So, great, So uh, head out uh, and uh, head over to iTunes, write us a review, and and you're guaranteed to have that review read here on the show. And and it helps us a lot. Oh, it helps us tremendously. You know, another way to help us out tremendously is uh, if if you don't have an iPhone device, head over to uh, your Google Play Store, download the Satchel Podcast Player, and listen to us through that. While you're listening to the show, you can send us tweets, you can see show notes, including seeing uh, photos of that Missouri Mearsham pipe that this uh, this podcast is brought to you by. So be sure to t- do that and check that out. And if you want to, we've had a, a great showing, uh, especially I, I feel like it's been very uh, connected to the, the new YouTube channel, but we've had a larger growing of people tuning in for the live podcast, which yeah. has been really awesome. Yeah, so absolutely. You can, of course, tune in live every single Monday night at 6.30 p.m. Central. That, of course, 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. We would love to have you join us. You can find links to that and more at CountrySquireRadio.com. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter. At Squire Radio is the show. You can follow me at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore CountrySquire. Of course, links to all that and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. 
Well, man, what a great uh, Squire Select Heck evening. Yeah, man, this was fun. Absolutely. I think I'm about to pour me another dram of this uh, Maker 64. Am I going to have to drive you home? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Am I going to have to drag you home? I, that, <laughs> that, is a, that is a distinct possibility. Oh, man. <laughs> man, let's go have a night. <laughs> See you, brother. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit Pottery.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.